And as we look at the last part of this chapter, what we see is that God is a God of judgment. And I think for many of us, it's hard for us to wrap our minds around the idea of a God who judges, who is also loving. Hey, Compass Point, welcome back to Encountering God, the daily podcast to help you stay rooted and stay curious as you encounter God through the reading of his word. All right, well, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, We are so excited that you have continued to join us over this last week. We are on day five, which is the end of our first week, and we are looking forward to continuing the series in the book of Romans. Tomorrow, we're going to have a special podcast. The plan is that every Saturday, we're going to have an extended conversation around some of the big ideas or topics that come up as we read through this book. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the big question, what happens to people who have never heard the good news about Jesus? This is also a good time to remind you that if you have questions, please send them along. At the end of the series, we're going to do an extended podcast again of question and responses. It's really important that we ask questions, and we don't just let the things that make us uncomfortable slide under the rug. So please make sure to send those questions along to us. You can send them to office at compasspointbc.com, and we'd love to compile those so that we can continue to encounter God together through the reading of this book. So let's jump back in today to Romans chapter 2. We're at the end of the chapter, and uh, we are continuing to look at this kind of a, a dark and heavy passage that reminds us of sin and darkness and and evil, and all of these kinds of things. And, and, and really what we're talking about are the consequences of sin. And what we find here at the end of chapter 2 is that God does not show favoritism. Yesterday we talked about the idea that we tend to see sin in other people a little bit more clearly than we see it in ourselves. But there are consequences to sin that sometimes can make us uncomfortable. And as we look at the last part of this chapter, what we see is that God is a God of judgment. And I think for many of us, it's hard for us to wrap our minds around the idea of a God who judges, who is also loving. This might be one of the most difficult conversations that we can have with other people when it comes to our faith. Your friends, ask your friends, ask the people that you work with. They're probably going to ask a question like, how can a God of love also be a God who's filled with wrath and anger? Maybe you're asking this question too. Is it possible to be both? You know, the Bible says that God's wrath actually comes from his love and his delight in the things that he has created. He's angry at evil. He's angry at injustice because it's destroying the good things that he's made. Think about this in your own life. How do you feel when you see someone that you love, you know, completely undone by actions or relationships or decisions that they've made? Do you respond with just indifference? Do you respond the same way that you would if you were, you know, hearing these stories about a stranger? Of course you wouldn't, right? An author, Becky Pippert, puts it this way. She says, anger isn't the opposite of love. Hate is. And the final form of hate is indifference. God's wrath is not a cranky explosion, but it's his settled opposition to the cancer, which is eating out the insides of the human race that he loves with his whole being. God's anger towards sin and injustice is actually an indication of his love. And here's where it gets interesting. If we recognize that God is a God of justice and he has this righteous anger for things that are wrong in the world, it actually gives us peace about our circumstances. 
it makes us people that don't seek revenge or don't seek vengeance. God's wrath, God's anger should actually make us more peace-loving people, recognizing that he's the one that doles out that judgment, not us. So here's a question for you. What makes you angry? Take some time to unload some of that anger and give it back to God, recognizing that he's the one that will ultimately bring justice. All right, well, that's all we have time for today. Join us tomorrow for an extended conversation about some big ideas that we've been reading as we've started this book of Romans. And then we'll see you on Monday as we continue this series, reading through the book of Romans together.